Welcome to the Turkey Hunter Podcast, the original all-turkey, all-the-time podcast with your co-hosts Andy Galliano and Cameron Weddington. In our weekly podcast, we're going to bring you some wild turkey calling tips like this. From there, we're going to go into, she's aggravated, there's another hen that's challenged her, or she's challenging another hen, she's going to cut an excited yelp. Advice from old pro turkey hunters like this. The turkeys typically don't like, I think, more times than not, to travel in an easterly direction into the sun first thing in the morning, especially after he gets up. It's a blinding thing. It, it, it's just like you. It's hard for you to see into the sun. Mm-hmm. So if I have a choice, I'm going to try to make it so that I'm going to be on the west side in the morning east side in the afternoon of a turkey exciting live hunts like this holy crap they're coming teach you how to cook your bird with advice such as this with some fresh rosemary and garlic and then cool that off and spread that along the inside of that butterflied turkey breast that we've seasoned on both sides wildlife management tips for your property especially with turkeys like this if you look at the type of habitats that turkeys need for nesting and brooding that tends to be habitat that can be managed more successfully with growing season fire than with dormant season fire. And hopefully along the way, we'll get plenty of these. Well, on November the 28th of 1953, I was attached when I popped out of my mom and the baby doctor spanked me on the bottom. I went, oh, and I've been doing it ever since. <laughs> I like that. Thank you for tuning in, and now, for this week's show. Hello, and welcome back to this week's episode of the Turkey Hunter Podcast. You are listening to episode number 380, A Flash Hunt on Steroids. And I am your co-host, and the guy who burned it down to the ground this weekend and i'm your co-host and second pyromaniac on the call yes sir we done lit it up man two different states we've been burning mm-hmm. good stuff and i can't get enough of man does it it just feels good to know you're helping turkeys before you start hunting them you know yeah. and that, i think that's how it should be give some to them before you take away yeah and you know something about burning we've well i know i have talked about instant gratification on this show before just talking about different projects like painting and stuff like that but with fire if you just eliminate the scary part of it altogether and and it's still scary i you know i'm not by any means by no means at all am i saying that i'm an expert on control burns prescribed burns whatever you want to call them but that instant gratification the before and the after the difference there oh yeah mind-blowing it's mind-blowing so no doubt and it i love it 
I'm I'm pretty much am an expert now. I mean, I've done it three times in one day. So <laughs> <laughs> I am to fire as Mike Chamberlain is to turkeys now. You know, you I, I know it all. So there it is. But I will say for anyone who is worried about it, because I was, I checked in on it like a thousand ways you could and. It's easier than you think if you have the right weather. So if you're hesitant to try prescribed burns, give it a shot. Start small. That's what we had like a three acre block we did first. And then by the end of the day, we burned a 28 acre block. And so it escalated, but it's not bad. If you're hesitant, don't be. It's not as horrible as it sounds. And you're not going to, if you just take it easy, back burn, not going to burn the whole country up. Uh, I will say that. Just because I, I was that way. I was pretty hesitant about it, to be honest. A back burn is crucial and just for the safety part of it. But the weather, if the weather is right and you're not having, you know, a lot of wind gusts, variable winds, that kind of thing, it's it's pretty safe. It's pretty safe. And, yeah, and yeah. you know, I can't, I can't go without mentioning fire lanes or fire breaks. Those are yeah. huge as the, well, the, but... Yeah. The brakes are huge, and that's what, you know, when we got there, it had been a few days since we had made our fire brakes, and we used existing trails as two of the fire brakes, and then we made a third one. And so we took gas-powered leaf blowers and just walked around the edges and blew all the pine straw that had blown over into it or fallen out of the trees and just cleaned them back off with the, the gas-powered leaf blower. Super easy, and then we had perfect fire breaks no jumps yeah also awesome. it i don't know when you picture going in and doing a burn it's like for me i'd never done it i just thought you know i'm gonna put the match on the ground it's gonna be this huge roaring forest fire barreling through the woods you know? <laughs> and then it's just this tame nice line that's slowly eating away through the woods it's totally you know in yeah. control yeah so if you're nervous about it Feel free to reach out to me or Andy and get our terrible ideas about burning, probably. But you might check in with better experts. But I'd be willing to tell you how my experience went if you want any further info. Definitely call your forestry service and chat with them. Yes. They, they are the experts. They can tell you all about it. They can tell you, well, first of all, you probably are going to have to call them to get a burn permit. Yes, and that's so, what I had to do. Yeah, so even they're they're keeping an eye on it too, because what will happen, Cameron, if the weather forecast changes and the yeah. weather conditions are not projected or predicted to be ideal burn conditions after you have been given a burn permit? They what? will revoke it, which they did to me twice. We yeah. got a permit for Saturday, it got revoked. Permit for Sunday, it got revoked. Let us burn Monday, and they revoked one for tuesday so we we had our one day and we made the most of it we got 38 acres burned in a day which is a ton of work but we got it done yeah but yeah so you can kind of keep solace in that fact if they're letting you burn the conditions are right they're not going to let you burn unless it's right <laughs> well and two you know you do have to just kind of know the area that you're burning and how the weather reacts mm -hmm there because you know the area the area that i was burning we have a lot of thermals so you get a lot of variable 
wins. And we tried something a little different this time and actually burned late afternoon, I may as well say evening and into the night. And I learned that, of course, most nights right at dusk, (laughs) the wind lays down. Mm -hmm. I knew that. I didn't learn that. I knew that. But I didn't think about that and the fact that the just how much that was going to slow the fire down from moving. So my burn went very slow. I'm concerned about one little area that I burned that's got some hardwoods in it that, you know, uh, I think it burned too slowly through. But I will say it was not terribly hot or, a you know, any kind of a roaring fire going through there. It just was slow, low and slow. So I'm hopeful that all those hardwoods will be okay, and they probably will be. But I'll say this too: if they're not, oh well. <laughs> yeah, that's where I, I hope it killed a bunch of the gum trees and crap that's in ours. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you can easily too, like if you had a specific tree in your plot, a giant, beautiful white oak that you want to make sure it'll be safe. Take a rake and just go rake yeah. the debris away from the base of it, and that tree will be just fine. Yeah, uh, it's a matter of how precautionary you want to be with certain trees, but exactly. that's good. I'm glad you had a successful burn. I had a successful burn. We are helping turkeys before we start hunting them, and I've been seeing a lot of folks are burning and trapping and doing things this month to help turkeys, which is excellent. I hope a lot more people keep doing it. Yeah, I think there's quite a few states out there that have trapping seasons that end the end of February. So you guys who are in one of those states, yep. get busy yep time is running short on it i am up to this has been a slow week trapping man i don't know what happened i've only had one raccoon on camera and he didn't stick a paw in a trap but i'm at 18 so far so 14 raccoons and four opossums very nice and i think i'm knocking them out pretty good on this farm it's it's only like 75 acres of wood so if you look at the tune per acre there that's pretty good bit (laughs) yeah you're right about that and judging by when i first got out there my trail cams were getting five raccoons on camera pretty regularly and now i got one in four nights so that's a good sign i need to catch him and then hopefully have zero in four nights yeah but I think it's going to help. We'll see. Uh, it, it can't help but help, you know. And so we'll see what happens. But I'm up to 18. I hope some other folks are snagging some critters. Checking yeah, my man. camera right now. I got a rabbit just ran through at about 600 miles an hour. Hmm. wondering if I'm going to get a coyote behind him here in a second. But no coon action going on right now. Well, maybe you'll end up with one in the trap here in the next few hours. I hope so. This, you know, warm weather seems to get them moving more, you know, unlike most species. It's like when it's cold, they den up. And then when it's a little warmer, they're down and rolling. Well, one thing I do know, eventually they gots to eat. They gotta eat. And I got nice food sitting there for them. But yes, sir. What do we have on tab today? I know you're sharing a hunt with us. I'm sharing a hunt and I'm sharing some other amazing news all right we are 36 days 12 hours zero minutes and 42 seconds away from opening day of spring turkey season Mm, 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 mm. so that must mean we are 43 days eight hours and 58 minutes from opening day 
And you know what's even crazier? If you're in South Florida, cranks up in 17 days. Yeah. <laughs> and that's that's the regular season. The youth will be hunting a week earlier than that. So in 10 days, the first long-bearded gobbler of 2022 will meet his maker. That's hard to believe. Hmm. That is hard to believe. But we're right there, and we got a NWTF convention this weekend, baby. Can't wait. Yes, we do. That's think, pretty cool stuff, too. Yeah, I can't wait. Wait to be there and see you and get to hang out and see some listeners and see some guests we've had on the show. I know... If Larry Prophet's there, I'm, I'm running to him. I will find him. <laughs> I want to talk to that man. I'm going to learn about this bonk for fall turkey hunt. <laughs> Larry, Larry, if you're listening to this show, hide. Go in disguise. <laughs> he better not be there. I will find him. Be like, be like Liam Neeson in, in that Taken movies. I will find him. <laughs> no, I, there's a lot of people. I, I know a former guest, Tanner Burns. He's bringing his albino gobbler that he shot for his oh, yeah. 49th turkey for the Super Slam. He's bringing it mounted for a competition. I want to talk to him about that and see that mount. It looks awesome. But just it's going to be a cool time. I just love running into all these people. You know, We get to talk to him over the phone, but talking in person is so much fun. Yeah, it definitely is. It's going to be really fun. And, you know, this year's show seems to be lining up a little different than the past several years in the respect that there's not going to be a whole lot of seminars. So Yeah, we'll be you know, wandering more. <laughs> I think the last, yeah, it was February of 2020, the last show, live show that they did. I spent so much time in seminars, the calling contest and everything else that I literally don't think I spent more than an hour on the show floor. And so yeah, I'm really we... kind of looking forward to this you know, being able to get out and, you know, talk to a lot of the, of the attendees of the show and interview them because, heck, man, if you're going to Nashville for this show, you're a good turkey hunter. And if you, you know, you got something you can teach me, I will promise you. So we will be out there with microphones. Oh, yeah. So you better be hiding if you don't want to be on the show. Oh, yeah. And uh, in other news, let me just... That sounds like a perfect hen. She's perfect. That call is insane. Yeah, it sounds pretty darn good. I got mine in. Signed by Dan Harris himself. And I've, I've had a couple of our listeners reach out and say they got him at one. Yeah. Pretty cool. Yeah. So I've been I, messing around with it. I spoke to Dan... Gosh, it's been a couple of weeks ago now, and yeah, he's he is just such a great guy. He is so nice. But yeah. anyway, he we were talking, and he said, I don't know how much you featured that call on the show, but I've sold a bunch of them. And I said, well, I asked the listeners to not buy one. <laughs> I don't think but you anyone— played it for them. Yeah, just to make them jealous. <laughs> but— he he's very thankful of the opportunity to have one of his calls played on the show, but I'm telling you, it's just too good of a call not to. Uh, I want to play that call all the time, and I've got some amazing turkey calls by some amazing turkey call makers, and some of them I wouldn't I wouldn't trade you anything for. Yeah, 
that's one uh, of those calls. Yeah, this thing sounds really good. It is the for soft talk especially, which we all know kills a lot of turkeys. It is money. I guess mm. that coffin style really you can you can mute it down. I mean, of course you can get pretty loud, but man, the little purrs and clucks and especially that little tree elps, my gosh, it sounds good. That thing's got some kind of a nasal sound to it. Yeah, it's got it's got that turkey sound to it that's hard to mimic with with a lot of calls but i just thought i'd give you a little round of it probably didn't do it much justice through the phone speaker but still sounds good yes sir it is a good absolutely one. well why don't we jump in here and give everybody a turkey hunt to listen to on their drive to nash vegas yeah man <laughs> or on their way home if they if they go thursday and need something to listen to the next drive back yeah well so this hunt took place out of state does that narrow it down Okay, so got 48 options. I guess I'll go to them all because Andy went there. Well, actually, you got 49 <laughs> options. You just may oh, have yeah. a hard time having success in one of those states. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go to them, though, because Andy went. Don't forget the U.S. territories as well because you could try that's there. True. That's true. Puerto Rico and Guam are known for the turkey habitat. Yes. So <laughs> this hunt took place last year. And this particular piece of property, I guess really it consists of three fields. There there are woods on it, mm-hmm. but, and I've turned off the landowner, how was it called? Layer. Layer, thank you. The landowner yeah. layer on Onyx. So I can't, without turning that back on, I can't tell you how many acres it is and didn't really draw out how many acres of woods it is, but. Did you, did you turn that off so you don't know if you're near the property line? <laughs> no, I did I'm not. Just messing. With it you. was it was on when I was there. I'll yeah, that yeah. One. No, I get you. Turn yeah. it off when you leave the that province. I get it. <laughs> well, I will say it probably somehow, some way, got turned off when I switched phones. And uh, okay. Downloaded okay. the the new app. I don't know, but regardless. Sorry, uh, that was an aside. Go it's, ahead. It's quite all right, and and I thought it was remotely humorous. They- <laughs> That's all, that's all you can shoot for. <laughs> uh, so this piece of property is pretty unique. You know, if I had to guess, I would say it's probably, you know what, just let me turn the layer on because that's just going to help the whole thing. Okay, so this piece of property is 130, just say 140 acres. And nice. of the 140 acres, it looks to me that there's about 60 acres of fields. Okay. I would say if that were the only piece of property on the face of the earth, that would be a pretty darn good mix of open area and woods okay. for wild turkeys. Yeah. That's always a good thing. But we know it's 140 acres. That's not really the only piece of dirt on the whole earth. And this thing is laid out so that there is actually a restaurant on one side of it. There is a church on the other side of it. And the evening before this hunt, Chip and I went to roost turkeys on this piece of property. We pull up in the parking lot of the church because it sits up on a hill and, well, you can always have a conversation with Jesus while you're there. <laughs> Getting some on-the-road religion. I like it. Yeah. So we get there. I don't know. We're there 30 minutes before dark. And walk to the edge of the property line. 
where the church is, and we're just listening. We hear a turkey sound off directly across the big field from where we were parked. And this mm-hmm. turkey is roosted not far from the property line where the restaurant is. Mm-hmm. And so he's to the east of us. We're on the, the southwest part of the property. The turkey's on the southeast side of the property. And he gobbles about four or five times. The only bird we heard gobble that afternoon. So we've got us a prospect. Nice, nice. The plan is not to pull into the church parking lot the next morning, park there, and go towards this turkey. The plan is not to park in the parking lot of the restaurant the next morning and go to this turkey. The plan is to park pretty much the only spot we can park, which is a good long walk from where these turkeys are. I'm going to say it's a solid three-quarters of a mile walk to get there. So we get there fairly early, walk in, get using Onyx, we get to where we think that turkey's roosted. I think I've got a pretty good pin dropped on on where he is, pretty good location. We get in that area, and it's still pitch black dark. We get in there, and we just sit down because we don't want to go too far in and spook him. We don't know if there's hens with him. You know, if there's other turkeys, we don't want to be spooking any turkeys. So we go just inside the woods, maybe 10 yards, and we just sit. It starts to get light, and bam, he gobbles. He's about 70 yards from us, pretty close to where I've got the pin dropped. And Nice job. That's always satisfying. Yeah, yeah, it is. And so he gobbles several times on the roost. And then we hear, meow. uh-oh, he's got hens with him. Mm. This is early season. I don't know. I guess probably mid-season as far as breeding season goes for this area and early season for hunting in this area. And so we were expecting to be dealing with some hen-up birds. Then we hear a couple of jakes yelp. Then we hear a couple nice. of jakes gobble. And <laughs> to the whole family. <laughs> yeah. Yep. The hens pitch down, the jakes pitch down, the gobbler's still in the tree. I am not holding up much hope at this point that we're going to be able to do any good to call that gobbling turkey towards us because we're not between him and the flock that is now assembled. You don't like your odds of of calling a gobbler away from real turkeys? While he's on the roost. (laughs) And looking at them? (laughs) I'm not really, yeah. Um, I'm going to give myself about a 2% chance in that case. But I'll take two over zero. Yeah, you're in the game. You're on a gobbling. That's always better than the the, uh, alternative. Exactly. And given that this was my second time to step foot on this piece of property. Yeah, not bad. Not bad. So, finally, he flies down. Guess where he flew down to? (laughs) Straight away to the the other turkeys. (laughs) Yeah. And they proceeded to go directly to the restaurant property. They were hungry. Not only did they go to the restaurant property, I'm pretty sure they went directly into the parking lot of the restaurant. (laughs) That makes things difficult. It does. And so we work around and get on top of this little ridge that leads right to the restaurant. And we're just sitting there calling a little bit. And the Jakes are gobbling. The Tom is gobbling. But Again, you know, we we are just not in an ideal spot, but we yeah. think it's that we think we're on the route that the turkeys took 
to get there, and we're hopeful yeah, that they'll good. take the same route coming back out. Yeah, that can work. Yeah, it can, but it didn't. <laughs> Had a feeling that was coming. Yeah, so after spending about, golly, I deleted that particular hunt. I'm going to guess an hour and a half on that ridge because we're getting response, not just yeah. from the Jakes, you know, from the Tom as well. And, you know, we're holding out hope that he's going to show up. But they went down the next ridge over, which was probably hundred and maybe a hundred, hundred and twenty-five yards from us. Mm-hmm. We never saw them, <laughs> and so they leave the parking lot of the restaurant about the time everybody at the restaurant starts to show up to work. <laughs> 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 which you know, now that I'm looking at it, I guess if I were going back there to hunt. I would call the restaurant owner and say, hey, do you need some help? I'd be glad to come work for you for a weekend. <laughs> yeah, you I have any extra open. uniforms? Those turkeys seem pretty comfortable around, <laughs> around your cook's uniform. <laughs> I need some bacon grease, a uniform, and I need to open. Got the got the towel over your arm and like a serving platter, and you got a pistol stuffed, shoved in there. <laughs> oh, hey, turkeys, nothing to see here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So the turkeys skirt us, go into the woods, and at this point, they go silent on us. Mm. And Chip and I stayed in there probably another, oh gosh, 30 minutes or so, just listening to Tweety Birds chirp. And so we're not feeling very optimistic. And Chip says, well, do you want to go and just go check those big fields? And I said, yes, let's do that. At least it gets us away from these birds, and you never know. In an hour, hour and a half, they may break away from the hens, and that joker may start gobbling. Yeah, come back and get him late morning, maybe. Yep. So I said, let's just go check the fields, and you never know. They may have circled us and gone to the fields. So let's do that. So we start walking north to get kind of, oh, maybe halfway up one of the long fields this field runs north and south i would say it is i'm gonna put the line distance measure on here it is 120 yards wide ish and almost 500 yards long dang pretty good size field pretty good size field so we walk about halfway up the field and where we walk to is actually on the top of a hill so we thought and i think rightly so that that's a good spot to go check because we can come up on that hill. We'll have a height advantage and be able to look down into the bottom to see if there's any turkeys there. And then we can also see where that hill kind of levels out and see if there's any turkeys that way. So we think we can see pretty much the entire field from that spot. Mm-hmm. We'll get up there, peek out of the field, of the woods into the field, and there's nothing. <laughs> that was some good buildup for that. <laughs> So where we came out in the field, the hill drops off into a little, I hate to call it a creek bottom. It's really a a drainage ditch, Mm -hmm. but it drops off down into a little bottom. And probably half of the field of that 110, 120-yard part of the field, wide part, half of it drops off and we can't see that part just right where we are. You look to the north, you can see all of it. You look to the south, you can see all of it. But right there in the middle... The field drops off. We can't see, so we ease up to the edge of that, look down, don't see anything. Well, that's, I would say, acreage-wise, not the biggest field, but I believe it's the longest field of the three. Mm -hmm. 
So we've got another very big field to check. So we walk down to that woods line on the west side of that 120 yard wide and 500 yard long field and walk to the south where the biggest field is. And that field is more, uh, if, if you took the shape of the state of Georgia, that's kind of what this field looks like. Okay. It's separated <laughs> from that long, narrow field by a little head of woods that's probably 30 yards wide. Okay. That has that drainage ditch running through. Yeah. We get down to the bottom, the southernmost part of that field, and there's a bridge, a little wooden bridge. It goes across that little drainage ditch and into that bigger field. We're going to call it the Georgia field. All right. So the Georgia field, from where I am, at this point, as I walk into the Georgia field, I'm at the lowest point of that field in elevation. And it goes up pretty steep. And I look up the hill and approximately 110, 120 yards from me, I see two red heads. All right. Well, the grass in this field is all planted in wheat. The grass in this field is knee-high to... Um, Mid thighs, probably too tall. Just say knee high. So I can see turkey head yeah, perfectly fine, but that's pretty much it. Well, yeah. Chip's back behind me. And so I look over at Chip and I say, there's, you know, give him sign language. Two birds. I see two birds up here straight ahead. Come to me. And so the funny thing is everyone listening to the shows right right now is like, yeah, I know exactly what you're do what you're doing. You're pointing at your eyes. I see two birds. You're holding up two <laughs> fingers, and you're pointing over in the direction that the birds are. A little way. walking sign. Come to me. Yes, and then come to me. So, <laughs> universal turkey hunting sign language. Yeah, perfect language. Yeah. I mean, how would you not understand that? Uh -huh. So Chip gets there, and when he does, these two birds have stepped into away from me, I should say, into another little section of the field. And I didn't know it at the time because I'm down lower, but there was one strand of barbed wire that ran pretty much from the south end of the Georgia field to the north end of the Georgia field, and it's 100 yards into the field. Mm -hmm. Well, that's right where the birds were. So Chip gets up there, and what'd you say? Well, again... Two birds, two red heads. Don't know if they're Jake's. Could be Jake's because we had a whole mess of Jake's back there behind us in that other neck of woods. Yeah. Not even a neck of woods, block of woods. But we need to at least try to go check it out. You couldn't see a beard on them. I couldn't see a beard on them. All I could see was the neck and head on the turkeys. So we get our fans up and start walking a straight line to where we saw those turkeys. We get to that single barbed wire strand and stop look up and we're looking to the west and well there's three turkeys standing there looking at us at about 100 yards three red heads so i call to them we're both moving our fans a little bit giving it some movement some motion and call to get the turkeys attention bang they gobble then they start walking towards us that's and a good feeling yeah, it is. It's a very good feeling, especially when you've got two fans that you're holding up, which means it's not just one turkey. If there's going to be a fight, it's going to be not three on one, but three on two. And you don't ever know what kind of spurs are on the other side of that fan if you're a turkey. So <laughs> these birds are feeling pretty brave, and I like that. Yeah, good, good sign. 
but we don't know if they're Jake's or Tom's. Yeah, could be some some hardcore Jake's, I guess. Yeah, they very well could be. So they're walking our direction, and they get about 80 yards, 70 yards, 60 yards. We can't see beards. We don't know what we've got going on. And it was about, I'd say that 80, 70-yard mark that I thought, you know what? I need to turn my recorder on. So let's jump on in, listen to the rest of the hunt. All right. And then we'll be back in, oh, about, I'd say, four minutes, maybe five minutes. Awesome. Yes, they are. Oh, yeah. There's long beards on every one of them, Chip. They're in range, you ready? Huh? Yeah, but you you have to uh it's one a day. One one per tag. There's the hand. That was cool. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. And I shot and missed the one on the right. And the one, he just stood there and gobbled. The one I killed. And that one blew up and I saw that full thing in. Are you kidding me? You know, I mean, are you kidding me? For those not to be jakes, I was like, are you kidding me? And that hen took off running. Here, look at her, she's walking to us. We could have killed all three of us. Oh yeah. That hen's still out there. 8.28. We got four hours to leave for the airport. You wanna stop and buy a pocket knife somewhere? <laughs> I gotta tell you, 
that is crazy bang 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 <laughs> three shots two turkeys down all right one turkey standing now about well after we finally pretty much ran him off he's now standing at about 80 yards staring at us so ordinarily this hunt would be over but he's standing there and we have the bright idea of well he's not real scared let's see if he'll come back he went in his three again you never know what kind of spurs are on the other side of that of those fans i just so happen to know there's one of those fans had three inch spurs and the other fan had three and a half inch spurs <laughs> oh lord so this joker decides he wants to just come a little bit closer and see maybe what in the world happened and where his two buddies are so he starts walking back towards us a little bit he gets about 75 yards 70 yards and he stops and he's hanging out there and he's watching well i decide to give a little bit more i guess realism to the fans and the fact that his buddies are gone. So I start throwing out some fighting purrs. And from here on out, I'm going to play a total of about 12 or 13 minutes of audio. But I'm going to cut in a little bit on it here and there. Because I am doing fighting purrs for almost that entire 12 or 13 minutes. And I can tell you this. I get on my nerves. I'm calling so much. So I'm going to tone down some of the fighting purrs. And what I mean by that is I'm probably going to cut them out and say, okay, here's fighting purrs for 10 seconds. Here's fighting purrs for 20 seconds. You know, whatever, however long those, that length of fighting purrs is running. And yeah, I'm just going to, yeah. And I'm, I'm going to cut in at, And at one point I start gobbling with my diaphragm call, but I'm going to cut in here and there just kind of give you guys updates as to what's going on. You're going to be able to hear me talking very plainly. You're not going to be able to hear Chip talking plainly at all because he doesn't have a mic. And the wind at this point is blowing about 15 miles an hour, 10 to 15. So the wind's picked up. Chip's probably two feet away from me. And I'm going to pick up on the audio right here and I'll see you guys at the very end. That's why this turkey hunt is highs and lows. Like, we sat up there and fucked with turkeys. And that was to me. You can't put a price tag on the show they just did. Can you? No. I can't. I can promise you. I cannot freaking believe this. We have an hour and a half left to hunt. You gonna go buy another tag? I don't know. Where did you see them? When we came around here, they were standing right here. Yeah. All I saw was two red heads. And did you see they were out there and we're right here and we're in plain sight of them? Huh? And they started gobbling at that fucking thing. It, it is so deadly on the ones it works on. If that had been one bird, it might not have worked with two fans. But two fans and three 
toms. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Right here in plain sight of the Catholic Church. I'm going to go up there and say a prayer with that turkey on my shoulder. I mean, it, uh, you know how long he's back out with that hen right there. We could call this back up. Look at that. No, we ain't got another time. But we can try to get him back down. Alright, I just cut out one minute and four seconds of Fighting Purrs and Jake Yelps. In case you didn't hear Chip, he said that joker's coming in. Alright, I just cut out 40 seconds of Fighting Purrs and Clucks and things are about to get interesting, so listen in closely. Did he just go? Uh, it's a shower. That's not him gobbling. There's turkey gobbling over here. Turkey and this turkey gobbled too. Okay, I just cut out 47 seconds of fighting purrs and clucks. Uh -huh. coming at us. <laughs> 27 more seconds of fighting purrs and clucks now cut. Here it comes. 56 seconds cut. I'm getting sick of calling.
There's more than one over there. broken my call. No way. Oh, they're up there fighting. Good God. Look at them facing each other. This one's running over there to get in a fight. This is the dangerous thing I've ever witnessed in my life. Where were all these at daylight when we were listening to I have no idea. Look, there you go. They're fighting. Look, they are going crazy up there. Can you hear? Yeah. Fighting purrs, wings flapping, jumping at each other. I mean, a sure enough throwdown of a fight. Right, we're going to take a commercial break and we'll be right back. <laughs> they are out there on that tree line jumping and flogging each other. He just gobbled. Uh -huh. <laughs> they are still going at it. are gobbling like crazy. They're, 
they have just about fought all the way up into the churchyard. They are still going at it. I mean, <laughs> oh, there they are up there now. Is that them right, like on the right, far right of the? They got a few things sorted out between them. Man, I have got Western. I have never experienced anything like that in my life. And so, in case you guys listening couldn't really figure out what was going on, then I didn't do a very good job while the audio was playing. (laughs) But what happened was we shoot these two birds. Bird number three runs away, stops, stands there. We start messing with him, trying to get him to come back into us. We don't have another tag. We're just calling to him, trying to get him to come back. Well, with all of the fuss that we were making, we have a bird gobble in the corner. It's the the far southwest corner of the Georgia field. Mm -hmm. A bird gobbles there. Well, a bird gobbles back behind us in the field we just came out of. So... The bird that gobbles behind us, we're going to assume, was the one that we'd been hunting since he was on the roost that had all the jakes with him. And he came out into that long, skinny field, the 500-yard long field, and he heard all the ruckus. He saw the fans. He's standing out on that hillside that we, Chip and I, walked out of the woods onto. He's standing there in full strut, gobbling and walking towards the field that we're in. Wow. While we're throwing fighting purrs at what we think is, well, what we know is one bird standing in the field, one tom standing in the field, what we think is another tom in the corner, the southwest corner of the field, but ends up being three toms that come out of the woods of the southwest corner of the field, and they start fighting all the way down the woods line towards the church. (laughs) And they fought for 10 minutes. Wow. Gobbling fighting purrs coming from them, jumping up, swatting at each other, you know, flogging each other with their wings, trying to spur each other. And old big dude back there in the 500-yard long field is standing over there like, I don't want to have to come over there and straighten y'all out. And I know you don't want any of this either. So, you know, we're just going to keep things the way they are. I'm going to stand over here and look big and bad. 
and you fools can stay over there and do what you're doing. But that whole scenario went on until basically Chip got tired of probably listening to me doing fighting purrs and gobbling. (laughs) Shut up, man. (laughs) uh But but until he got tired of watching the show and then he was, he was like, all right, let's go get the turkeys. And you know, I, I don't, I didn't have a problem with that. We were there to kill a turkey each. That was done. Mission accomplished. And you know, what we got was icing on the cake with a tremendous show after the shots Mm. and so man i mean i just for me listening to that audio i i know what you went through the other day or what you experienced the other day when you played the audio from your bow hunt you know it just you're ready to run to the woods and do it yeah yeah i mean start getting the shakes you know you're just jonesing for it and my memory sucks my memory now is seriously half of what it was even five years ago. That's encouraging. I can, yeah, that's what you have to look forward to. I can vividly see those three turkeys fighting each other while the fourth Tom, the one that was the the third wheel in, you know, in that party that Chip and I took two out of, he's standing there watching them while those three are fighting and acting like fools and the big boys in full strut back behind us in the other field i mean it's just like i'm watching it right now i'm just reliving all of that and man it's just got me stoked and i just am thankful for the opportunity to be able to play all that for all of you and relive it and oh heck yeah thankful to the good lord above for giving me the opportunity to even experience it to be a part of what goes on in a turkey's life you know to to be able to witness it like that and that was just truly amazing an incredible hunt to go from being you know i guess a little deflated from your early morning hunt and just not having much interaction with the bird that you were wanting to to you know at least play with for a little while to go from that to 15 minutes after you walk out of the woods having three toms come running in to your setup wanting to whip the tar out of you killing two of those and then two or three minutes later seeing three of them fighting on the dang tree line i mean it just Chip says it in the hunt, and I don't know if you guys could hear him say it, but he said something to the extent of, man, it's just, this is just filled with highs and lows. And, you know, you have a low, and that low's pretty low, and in a matter of minutes, you're experiencing the highest high that you can feel. And that's it. That's what keeps us coming back for more. That's it. You're dead on with that. It, it, the right five minutes can turn it all around. Yeah, that, that's awesome. That's yeah. that's pretty amazing. I'm I'm on Onyx right now, looking for every 160 acre block <laughs> that borders a restaurant and church in the outside 49 states. 49 states, Alabama. <laughs> I can tell you which one it is not. It is not the one that I live in. <laughs> so. Now Man. I'm going to spend my next three weeks scoping everything like that. <laughs> and knowing you, you'll call me and say, I found it. I found it, man. <laughs> I found the spot. It's it. 
I found a field that looks just like Georgia. There's a church and a restaurant. It's in Guam. I, call, I called no. the restaurant manager. He said the cook saw some turkeys the other day. This is it. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, gosh. It just was, that just was something else. I'm telling That's you. That's awesome. How cool, like, the, I mean, the hunt itself, you know, always cool, but the after hunt experience getting to because when you're when you're not in kill mode you really experience it you know you're not strategizing anymore you're just a witness oh yeah and it's a whole new like level of being able to witness them yeah you know and and during all of the talk while we're watching the fight you know after after the shots when chip and i are are standing there or sitting there and we're watching the turkeys fight he's he says it I think two times. Where were all of these turkeys at daylight? Yeah, for real. I heard one turkey gobbling. Yeah, that's wild. I didn't even that didn't even cross my mind. That that is wild. There's six other toms on this piece of ground, and none of them are huh. gobbling. Not one. That is crazy. I, I did not even think about that. You just you just don't know. I mean, it yeah. turn in a matter of seconds and make it all worth it make it all worth it so dang cool deal that was a lot of fun and you, you ready to go turkey hunting now I, i'm just wondering if i'm going to be able to sleep tonight that's what i'm worried about <laughs> i know that's what these hunts will do to you the, the live hunts will just get you like oh my gosh i gotta go i yeah. gotta freaking go yeah so oh, that was a lot of fun I, and i'm gonna shut up because i'll keep talking about it over and over and over again but I'm just going to say thanks for letting me share it one last time, and I'm going to drop that. So do you have awesome. a favor of the week this week, or do you want me to rip one out? What do you want? I'll let you do it this week. How about that? You sound pretty confident. You're riding a turkey high right now from the audio. I think there's nothing I cannot accomplish or conquer right this second. <laughs> <laughs> I know what you mean. <laughs> so the favor of the week is really going to be a three-peat. Nashville's here. Mm-hmm. We will have a booth in the podcaster section. Oh, yeah. If we are there and we are not recording, please stop by and say hello. If we <laughs> are there and we're recording, if you see someone sitting at the table with us and it looks like we might be interviewing them, stop by and wave. We'll try to catch back up with you out on the showroom floor and look for us out there as well. So... We'll be yeah, we'll be floating around quite a bit. Yeah, and chances are if you see someone interviewing someone else, holding a microphone to that person's mouth, probably a pretty oh, yes. good chance it's me or Cameron. Yeah. So Yeah, seriously. That'd be awesome. I I'm really looking forward to seeing everybody. Hope hope y'all have safe travels if you're headed to Nashville when you hear this. Be safe. Look forward to seeing you. Absolutely. Let's wrap this thing up and put a bow on it. What do you think? Take us to the convention, man. Wrap it up. Thank you guys so much for tuning in this week. We know that you have choices. We appreciate you spending your time with us. We hope you have a wonderful week, and we look forward to seeing you again next week. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thanks for tuning in. You were just listening to the Turkey Hunter podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please go on over to iTunes and leave a five-star review. And make sure to head over to www.iamturkeyhunting.com to subscribe for free turkey hunting tips, 
tactics, strategies, and product reviews to help you have a more successful turkey season. And stay tuned for upcoming episodes on hunting afternoon birds, how to film your hunt, and the breeding cycle of hens, as well as some guest interviews. Thanks again for listening. We know your time is valuable, and we appreciate you sharing some of it with us. See you next week.